The Neverland Podcast, Episode 43. Welcome to Neverland! Take a start of the right and stay until morning. Neverland! To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And now, please welcome your host for the podcast. He's the pen. I got pen sword on the pen now! Actually, I got his microphone. He's grown up. You promise never to grow old. Here age relives fond memories of the past. Yeah. His nose got real big. Well, who wants to back to never man? And now, your host, Jeremy. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back, Neverlanders. We're prepared to go to Disney and beyond, but first you got to take your pixie out of your pocket and sprinkle some of that pixie dust around, get those happy thoughts, and we're flying away to Neverland. And we have with us once again, Lost Boy, Jesse the Duck. Jesse the Duck, that's right. Hello, everybody. Good to see you again. And for anyone who doesn't know what that means, of why we call him Jesse the Duck now, is, uh, well, you're going to have to watch some college football. <laughs> Absolutely. But not this weekend, because they're not playing. Oh, well, my goodness, you have a whole Saturday free to, uh, I don't know, watch other teams or something. There are other teams? I, I hear rumors, you know. That's sort of like how I am with, uh, I'm, of course, I'm strictly more NFL, and it's like, I gotta watch the Chiefs, and then I'm like, oh, wait, was there other team games coming on? Yeah, but I really don't care who wins those. As long as Denver loses and Oakland loses, that's all we care about, because we just don't like them. Yeah, we got a win last week. Denver lost last week. Yes, so that's a good sign, although we've started off really bad this year by losing twice in a row. That's not a good way to start the season. But, on the other hand, the Royals looking like potentially in the playoffs. Uh, all we got to do, I think, is win one more game. Of course, if Seattle keeps matching us, we're going to have to have a tiebreaker game. So, it's looking good in baseball, which is the first time it's looked good around here since about 1985 when we went to the World Series. <laughs> we haven't had a good team since. But, we digress. This is not a sports podcast. This is a Neverland podcast. But that was the beyond for the week. Yeah. <laughs> but first, I have a special message directly for you. Yes, you. You are listening here, and we thank you for listening and downloading. We are so happy you have come here to come along with us and that you decided to spend some time uh, out of your busy day working or driving or maybe you're sitting at home. Either way, we are thankful that you have come along to listen to us, and we're going to have some fun today. Uh, now, I had originally planned to go, uh, we were going to have uh, Jeff and Colleen from the OAUT FanCast, I think it's called. It's a Once Upon a Time FanCast, and I believe their website, you can find them if you go onceisfrozen.com. We were going to have them to come on and talk about the upcoming season of uh, Once Upon a Time, uh, with, uh, with Anna and Elsa going to be regulars on there, but they couldn't make it, uh, so we're going to reschedule and hopefully talk to them in November, which I know is a long ways off from the beginning season, but I think we'll still have some fun, and that will give uh, Jesse and I both some time to kind of catch up on the series and maybe even watch some of this season just to kind of get an idea and uh, have kind of a fun conversation about the show, because it's got to have a big fan base out there. I haven't been watching it, but uh, I might be missing out on a lot of stuff. You are missing out on a lot of stuff. Well, I'll find out. <laughs> you don't like a lot of variations, so you may not enjoy it so much, but it's a great show. Yeah, the, I think the main thing that I've been stuck on, because I've went and I've watched the first two episodes again, and it's it's very like a soap opera. I remember how my mother used to watch, and the the way that the main heroine female and the, the main villain female are kind of snipe at each other is very much like a soap opera villain, and I'm waiting for some real adventure stuff to kind of kick in, and because uh, I'm slowly fading out like, yeah, okay, whatever. So we'll see. I'm thinking, okay, now I need to make that step and go and look at that third episode 
episode and see how things maybe begin to kind of pick up and get some, get some good pacing going. Because I do recall a lot of people, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had kind of a slow beginning, but as, if they stuck it out, they started getting more interested as the season went on. Which, by the way, season two premiere was awesome of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. Did you happen to catch that? I cannot get ABC on my television. Oh, no. You need Hulu or something. Either that, ABC.com, I think you can watch it. Well, I didn't. I haven't seen. I haven't seen season one yet, so that should be on Netflix coming up very soon. So I'll be checking that out before I catch up on ABC.com. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Otherwise, you would be quite lost. And make sure you also uh, have seen Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah, lots of great premieres, and we've got something actually new at the NeverlandPodcast.com website. Uh, if there's a little menu there that we've got a new area where you click news, uh, and I'm I'm putting up articles, and I'm actually working on getting a team together. Uh, so far, I've had about three articles. Uh, we've got some really fun Little Mermaid cosplay by a local photographer and costume creator here in Kansas City. Did some really nice pictures. Uh, that uh, I've posted those up. Also, I've got a, a, a spoiler-free review of the first episode of Gotham, uh, and I had intended to also do a review of the first episode of the second season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I don't always have time to write these articles. So, I am on the hunt. So, all of you out there listening, if uh, you kind of like to write and you're kind of into some of the same things we are, well, you probably are if you're listening to this show, and you would like to maybe review def- different television shows, uh, like superhero shows or Disney shows, perhaps you're a regular watcher of Once Upon a Time and you'd like to be able to write up reviews or video games, things like that, send me an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com, maybe even send a sample of your writing, and we'll just see if we just add you to our writing team. And uh, then you get to, to write articles for the Neverland news page. And we'll pay you in high smiles and high fives. Yeah, smiles and high fives is about all you're going to get. We are a nonprofit podcast. Uh, we do take donations uh, to try to keep this on the air. And I am working on um, – I've, I've got this really kind of fun idea – uh, to set up, and I might go through and do this through Patreon, but uh, I'm kind of curious what y'all would think is if you were to donate to the show, half of everything you donate goes to a charity. Now, I'm, I'm kind of working on what charity I would like. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Samaritan's Purse myself. Uh, we do stuff for every Christmas. They have a thing, Operation Christmas Child, where we get to pack up shoeboxes uh, full of all kinds of different uh, presents and toys and soaps and you know, a lot of basic needs as well that go off to children around the world that normally wouldn't have anything for Christmas. And so I always have fun doing that. It's really fun to go shop for, for a child. Uh, that even because if you don't have any children to shop for yourself, yes, you kind of make two. And I'm sure Jesse, you know, you have daughters, so you probably have a good old time shopping for them, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So it's it's me, you know, without having any children, it gives me a chance to to shop for a child as if I have one. And uh, you can even track your packages and uh, find out what country it went to, and it's really kind of fun. You don't get to get any more specific than that because there are times I'd like to see uh, a picture of the child that got my box, but uh, but that's okay. It's I knowing that I've done something. It, it, it's really really fun to you know to bless that child. And but I'm right now I'm thinking Samaritan's Purse. There are some other charities I've kind of considered, but uh, if y'all would think that uh, this would be a fun idea, that uh, knowing that every dollar you send to me, fifty cents of every dollar you send here to Never podcast to help keep us going 50 percent of that is going to go to a charity i'm still working out some details but be on the lookout for that that'll be at neverlandpodcast.com i did see a lot of you did come out and watch the youtube video from last week uh whereas it was very different from last week's podcast where we were in at Toonfest and marceline the video had a lot of different content and i saw a lot of people went out and viewed that but I, as of yet, have not gotten an answer to my little puzzle, and I'm thinking my clue was a little too vague. Uh, right now, as it was, the clue I gave you last week is pick out someone who was caught on tape. And whoever knows, send an email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Well, that might have been too vague, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to narrow this down. Uh, there are two keywords in there. One is pick, and the other is nose. And I want you to go and watch the video again and watch the parade and uh, then describe to me who got caught on tape. 
what they're wearing and things like that. That way I know you actually did see it uh, because I do still have a really cool Star Wars prize up for grab and it actually does kind of relate to actually who you're going to catch uh, in its own subtle way. So if you have watched that video and you did see what I saw and I thought was hilarious... Uh, then yeah, email us podcast at neverlandpodcast.com and we will choose a winner as soon as some people start to figure out what's going on. But what we're going to do then this week is, okay, so it's September. What's some things, Jesse, that you think about in September? Football. True. We've discussed that already. Anything else? My birthday. True. And we've been past your birthday. Happy birthday, Jesse. Everybody, sing now. We'll give you a moment. And we're back. And we're back. Yeah, you were supposed to sing, oh, this is your birthday song. It isn't very long. You had plenty of time to do that. But let's see. What else do we think of? Going back to school, perhaps? Back to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, what sort of uh, things do you like to eat around September? Uh, let's see. Bratwurst, because of Oktoberfest. Well, that's October, but we're in September. Uh, of course there's always the apples. Of course there's always apples. It's time to harvest those apples in September, and I start craving some apple cider and some apple uh, uh, the, the apple sauce, <laughs> apple butter. This is the time to want the apples. And I, we used to have an orchard we'd go and visit all the time to go and get some uh, apples, but the, the fellow who was running the orchard kind of got older, and uh, he got to where he just couldn't maintain it anymore. Uh, but yeah, oh my goodness, my uh, my in-laws even get some apples in and everything, and we get a few from there. So we thought, because apples and September kind of go together, and it's the uh, last week of, of September, it would be appropriate to talk about a Disney classic movie that, uh, as I've brought it up to people, I'm thinking, gee, I wonder how many people have seen this. Uh, and if I said, like, Disney's Melody Time, people would be like, Oh, yeah, that's one of those ones like Make My Music or whatever and had all these other kind of little short things or something. And so they don't quite always catch on. But if I were to say, The Legend of Johnny Appleseed! Silence. But, yeah, people actually have been responding and been like, Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I love that one. So we're going to talk about that one today because it is just, it's just an appropriate thing. And if Philip were here, uh, who was our regular Lost Boy... Um, he used to do this thing with the kids at, uh, at our church and everything. He'd call it Apple Fest, and we would watch The Legend of Johnny Appleseed, and we'd have, like, uh, dried apple uh, kind of, like, chips. They were like like the consistency of potato chips, but they were apples. And we'd drink apple juice and apple cider and have some apple butter and apple sauce and just um, apple fritters, and just we would pig out on apples. you have any traditions kind of like that? you like to go crazy with any apples? Cool. More of what we have around here is, I actually live pretty close to an apple orchard. Um, There's a place uh, called Apple Hill. Uh, Just like 25 or 30 different family farms. And so every weekend they have apple picking, they have cider presses, apple pies for sale, anything apples, all kinds of arts and crafts, just a huge in-the-country festival every weekend between now and Halloween. So lots of fun and lots of good eats. Lots, oh my gosh, so many good eats. Apple donuts. Have you ever? Oh had, yes. Oh, apple donuts. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Yeah, I, I just ate a bunch of pizza, but I was now I'm wanting a snack. If you've never had a warm apple donut covered in in cinnamon sugar, you're missing out. Oh, goodness. It's been a while since I've had a good apple donut. Because usually the uh, the donut shop we like to visit, uh, by now they already have pumpkin donuts. And I do love a pumpkin donut. But, yeah, an apple donut does sound very good right now. Wash it down with a nice cold apple cider. Mm-hmm. Or even some hot apple cider. Sometimes hot apple cider is good. Not, uh, not, not sometimes. I make the best, I mean the best, hot apple cider family recipe my recipe your recipe Ooh. see now you're gonna have to ship some to me or something <laughs> yeah we'll get right on that yeah heather likes to make a uh, wassail well she did it one year and now we kind of do like half half wassail kind of thing uh, we kind of mainly do it around christmas but it's 
It's kind of like you start with a your apple. I think she starts with an apple juice, and she, you kind of make it into the cider by with seasoning it, then adding some oranges and some cloves and flavoring it up, and it becomes a very good kind of an apple cider. But it's just a little different from an apple cider. But oh my goodness, so good. But okay, so apples. Apples are a good thing, and we were talking about Johnny Appleseed. Now, of course, now Jesse, you've studied up on the movie to kind of present us some information about that. But before we get in there. Um, I started doing a little bit of research on John Chapman, who was, of course, known uh, in folklore as Johnny Appleseed. Because did you all know that he was a real man? Yes. Everybody's going, what? Yes, John Chapman, born September 26, 1774. Uh, There's a little discussion about, uh, they're not sure exactly when he died, but it is becoming kind of common to think it was about March 11th of 1845. Uh, We know he was around 70, but some people have bickered that the the date he might have actually died in February. All we know is that he has passed. So, but uh, very kind of interesting. He was, the... The film that Disney did kind of presents him as he's this scrawny little guy kind of by himself and everything and kind of thinks, well, it'd be fun to kind of go west and everything, but uh, uh, it's not exactly the way it was. He, um, he, he did, you know, kind of go and he was kind of on his own, but he wasn't necessarily living on his own. Uh, his father fought in the American Revolutionary War under General George Washington. Uh, his father, of course, Nathaniel Chapman, um... While Nathaniel was away and serving in the American Revolution, uh, John Chapman was being born. Well, okay, I guess he had already been born, but there was a second son being born, also named Nathaniel. And uh, John Chapman, you know, Johnny Appleseed, his mother, or the first Nathaniel's wife, passed away July 18th, 1776. So, I mean, we've, we've just gotten a new country together about that time, and... The senior Nathaniel Chapman now can end his military service and returns home, uh, and he actually did remarry to a lady named Lucy Cooley over from Longmeadow, Massachusetts, and they actually had ten children together. But uh, So John, at about the age of 18, he persuades his brother Nathaniel, who was 11, to go west with him in 1792, and they lived kind of a nomadic life until their father uh, came west and met up with them in Ohio. Uh, now, at this point, though, John Chapman is very well known for going around, and uh, he had learned nurseryman craft or uh, orchard, uh, what, what do they have the word, like orchard craft. He had known how to plant an orchard. It was something his father had kind of gotten him into, uh, and as usually presented in folklore and even in the Disney film, they kind of presented as uh, Johnny Appleseed, and he gets his, his tin pot hat and uh, going around barefoot and... His, his apple seeds and just randomly finding spots and planting. Well, that's not exactly how it went. He didn't uh, go randomly. He went uh, and planted nurseries rather than orchards. He, and he built a fence around them to protect them from the livestock. And he left them the, the nurseries in care of like neighbors who maybe would sell the trees on shares and return. And, and then he'd, he'd return every year, year to kind of tend the nursery. He would kind of, you know, although, you know, apples grown usually from seed are kind of, a, they're really very sweet or tasty. And, uh, but if you get a little bit of a sour apple in there, you know, a little bit of like a Jonathan apple where it's got a little bit of tart taste, those are kind of popular amongst the settler because they would like to produce a hard cider, cider and uh, like an apple jack and things like that. So you'd want something kind of flavorful. So that's what he was trying to do. And really, he actually kind of had a business going because he would set up these nurseries. He'd have some people that you know, kind of would run it, and then he'd come back, you know, and then eventually he could sell these nurseries. His first nursery was planted on the bank of Broken Straw Creek, south of Warren, Pennsylvania. And he went around through Ohio. He went all across the country. You know, he was providing food and a needed thing for all of the pioneers that were moving around in that area with this profession. And uh, now the interesting thing is, uh, and you'll find that, you know, the the film is very thematic uh, with with, uh, like some Christian beliefs. Now the interesting thing is, okay... John Chapman, or Johnny Appleseed, he was a follower of the new church, also known as the Church of Swedenborg, and he was kind of a missionary about that. Now, I was kind of wondering, so, well, what is the new church? Uh, now, this, uh, I found it to be very similar to the uh, Latter-day Saints in that Emmanuel Swedenborg... Uh, He claimed to have received a new revelation from Jesus Christ through continuous heavenly visitors, which he experienced over a period of at least 25 years. And he started writing books and started, he he said that his version was going to replace the traditional church at that time. 
And there's still some remnants of this church still here in the United States that mainly spread first through England. Um, but John Chapman is known for helping spread it through America. He was very big on conservation and was very, very kind to animals. So much so that where one place that he was camping for the night, uh, a story goes that uh, he noticed mosquitoes flying into his fire and dying. So he put his fire out rather than kill any more mosquitoes. Uh, in his later life, he even became a vegetarian because he did not want to harm the animals. So when you see in the Disney film where the, he's making friends with animals, I guess that's where they got that from is that he did he was very big on that. And so he was trying to do as much good as he could, and he taught this belief system to uh, the Native Americans uh, that he came across and also some of the pioneers and other pilgrims. Uh, so he, But faith was kind of a, it was a charity type of thing. So uh, it was very much a works base. Uh, faith, where he was trying to earn his way in so he could then become an angel. Uh, but that's what he believed, and so he was big on it, and while he was going around starting these nurseries, he also worked as a missionary. Uh, then, uh, of course, he passed away then at the age of 77, and so, yeah, basically we all get to enjoy apples across this country because uh, John Chapman, now known as Johnny Appleseed, spent a lot of time planting these nurseries. So, that's the man. So he became kind of a folk legend, and uh, now I, I can understand, I think, why Walt himself would want to make a movie, uh, or a short, rather, about him because of the conservation of animals, because Walt was very big about that, you know, having grown up in the farm, and uh, uh, I believe some of that came up last week, where we talked about, uh, we, we learned about him being at his dreaming tree and drawing the animals that he saw on the farm and things like that, you know, he really did have a love for animals and conservation, uh, and so I, I'm, I'm sure... John Chapman's also beliefs on conservation and you know, take care of animals kind of resonated with Walt Disney, so I think that might have helped inspire uh, the film. So what did you learn about the film? Well, before we talk about the film itself, let's talk about the bigger picture, that being Melody Time. Oh, yes. Melody Time came out on May 27th, 1948, and it was considered to be a full-length feature film even though it was broken down into several different smaller segments. Including Pecos Bill. Yes. Another good one. It was also the 10th animated feature by the Walt Disney Company. Um, the segments in the movie were Once Upon a Winter Time, The Bumble Boogie, The Legend of Johnny Appleseed, Little Toot, Trees, Blame It on the Samba, which starred Donald Duck and is one of my yeah. favorite Donald Duck cartoons, and Pecos Bill. And if you've never seen Pecos Bill, stop the podcast, YouTube it, we'll wait. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> okay, you're back. <laughs> Welcome back, and hope you enjoyed the show. Let us, know how you, <laughs> let us know what you thought. Email us, tell us. Yeah, or interact on Twitter. We do like that, too. Absolutely. Now, Johnny Appleseed... All 77 years or so, gets brought down to 19 minutes in this film. And it just it shows Johnny going from being a farmer in Pittsburgh and watching everyone else go west along the Ohio River. And he's inspired by an angel to go west, finally. And as he goes, he plants apples, apple trees everywhere he goes. Now, what does Johnny, Johnny Appleseed look like? A skinny guy. <laughs> He's a very skinny, scrawny guy. You know what, Jeremy? I think he looks like a grown-up Pinocchio, honestly. <laughs> kind of does. He, ha- he has the same facial structure, the same hairstyle. He- he's-, he's Pinocchio grown up. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but yeah. But he's known for wearing, like like you mentioned in your biography, he does have a cast iron pot on his head that he uses for his cooking. And he befriends all the animals. Now, how does he make friends with the animals? He first meets a skunk. And he's not afraid. Or a polecat. Or a black and white cat, however you want to A black and white cat. As soon as as he befriends a skunk, all the other animals love him. And they follow him through the end of his days. Yep. As he's a planting trees, and they help out a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely, not just a little bit. They—they're they, more helpful than the animals in Snow White. They are very helpful to him in the cartoon. And of course, it's Disney. He sings the entire time. Now, there's only two characters in the entire film who speak: Johnny Appleseed and his guardian angel, both voiced by Dennis Day. 
Now, I'm kind of more familiar with Dennis Day as being a part of the Jack Benny radio show. Uh, Dennis Day kind of played a characterization of himself where he was supposed to be this this young, kind of not that bright guy, and he was kind of the butt of jokes and had these always these funny stories about his mother on the Jack Benny Show. I've listened to quite a few of these. You can hopefully find them at your local library. Uh, Jack Benny's entire concept of his show was that he was this like tightwad kind of thing, and he would always have jokes about how cheap he was. Uh, but a very funny show, but Dennis Day was his regular singer on the show. Uh, he had a great tenor voice, uh, but Dennis Day yeah, he was uh, very popular. He's, I've actually seen in uh, some like thrift store type of places because I like to go looking for vinyl records out of there because I do have a record player. And I've actually seen like a Dennis Day Christmas album, which I think I'm going to have to pick up. A what? What? A uh, vinyl record. You know, the old black ones that were like CDs only big. And then you could put them on a thing, put a needle on it, and music would play. Is, it, is that like vinyl pants? Uh, no, more like a giant um, think of a pizza pan and then it was black and you spun it around on the thing like a big CD but yes, vinyl records so yeah, but I, I saw one and I, I think I'm going to go ahead and pick it up it's Dennis Day singing Christmas songs um, I'm going to have to go back and see if it's still there I think they had like two copies over at that store um, but yeah, because Dennis Day has this great voice and uh, he apparently uh, very versatile with uh, his voice ability because, let's see, because he's got the 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 pioneer that's kind of the narrator then uh, of course he's got you know kind of his normal speaking voice for for johnny uh but then he's got this kind of you know gruff kind of pioneer angel well sonny what are you doing uh and then he's even got kind of an older man type of voice and the only other voice you hear in there is uh, uh, basically this chipmunk that's like a cross between chip and dale because he's got the same black nose as, as chip but he looks like dale Yes, that that's thrown me a time or two watching this animated short. And he's kind of honorary like Chippendale are, too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But yeah, a lot of delightful songs that were in there. Uh, so who wrote the music for the uh, the movie? Or for at least this section? Uh, that'd be Paul J. Smith. Uh, one thing that I noticed, and I, I admit I have... Yes, I haven't seen every Disney cartoon. But Johnny Appleseed makes a cameo in Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. <laughs> really? Really, really. <laughs> How does that work? Let's YouTube it and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what, you, you looked this up and found out it was so, but didn't get, didn't get a chance to, to watch it? Absolutely. Unfortunately, I do, I do my best research when I'm at work. And my bosses just don't like that concept. <laughs> Plus, who wants to sit through Cinderella 2? We know a lot of those straight-to-video sequels weren't really wa- worth watching. <laughs> but but if you want to know more about Disney sequels and direct-to-video, I have an excellent blog post about that on my blog, questforvaultdisney.wordpress.com. And there's a certain way that you can get to your blog that you can also vote for your blog. It's like bestofdisney. Thebestofdisney.com. And you can actually find Quest for Vault Disney there and vote for you. Yes, absolutely. Because you were in the top ten, I think, last time we talked about this. Are you still sitting in the top ten? I'm in the top nine right now. Hey, gaining ground. If you're in the top 25, you do qualify to win a random drawing for a gift card, which I will gladly offer to a and a contest to our listeners if I win that. Awesome. Once a day from any device. If you have a laptop and a tablet and a smartphone, you get three books a day. But in terms of popular in terms of just the popular Disney films, Melody Time itself is lower on the list because most people like the full length stories, the Snow Whites, the Frozen. First Frozen yeah. mentioned. <laughs> Let it go. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> people enjoy seeing the entire full-length feature instead of the animated shorts, and so the fun and fancy freeze, melody time, numbers like that just didn't do as well as Disney would have liked. But he also liked it because it was easier to produce. He could get more people involved in a shorter project, and so it was easier to release back to back to back. Yeah, and all of the shorts that are in these are just fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, go watch Pecos Bill. Watch yes. Pecos Bill. Watch Johnny Appleseed. 
Uh, and even Little Toot, I love Little Toot has uh, the Andrews Sisters singing. If you're not familiar with the Andrews Sisters, uh, I'm sure you have heard uh, the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy of Company B. That's the Andrews Sisters. Also, for fans of the Bioshock video game series, you can hear uh, Barmish Duchesne or something like that, uh, which is also sung by the Andrews Sisters. The Andrews Sisters also did some work for Disney, did a, a really great short, uh, and I believe this is part of Fun and Fancy Free. Uh, it is the uh, Johnny Fedora. I, I think that's the whole title is just Johnny Fedora. That sounds familiar. I need to look that one up a little bit more. Yeah, it's it's a goodie, and it's a, it'll get to you, unless you're just a cold, heartless little schmuck, you know. <laughs> the best way I can describe Melody Time is more of a, it's more of a contemporary Fantasia. Yeah, because it is. There's a lot of great music in there. The entire film is based on music, like Fantasia was, but yeah. it's more contemporary stories, more contemporary animation than Fantasia was. It's not just classical music, but it's more of what would have been pop in 1948. Yeah. And it's hard to not walk away after watching Johnny Appleseed singing along some of the tunes on there. I always get, the Lord is good to me, so I will thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun above and my apple seeds, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's a fun little song and lots of good kind of toe-tapping kind of things that kind of get stuck in your head, and boy, if I could find a soundtrack for Melody Time, I'd be happy. Or even fun and fancy free, because there's a lot of good stuff in there. You know, these these are almost like forgotten treasures that are, are not as as nice to you know as people, because it's not a full Cinderella fairy tale and or which those are of course great. We do love those, but these are classic films as well. Absolutely, and this look, all I can say is they're awesome. Go go to do your research, do your homework, go get these, watch them, enjoy them, share them with your kids. I, I first saw Johnny Appleseed on the Disney Channel when the Disney Channel was a good channel. <laughs> yeah. Back before Hannah Montana and Zach and Cody and whatever, Sweet Life, whatever all that stuff is. Yeah, when they used to show, uh, you know, they had the Donald Duck Presents show, which for half an hour you'd show a bunch of Donald Duck cartoons. Uh, Saturday nights were usually a classic animated Disney film. That's the first time I actually saw The Little Mermaid was when it was on the Disney Channel. And you could even see a lot of their old movies. They were playing movies all day long. You know, movies and, and classic animation and just, oh, it was wonderful. You'd see The Love Bug. You'd see yeah. Snow White. You would see DTV. Do you remember DTV? Yes, DTV. I actually have a, and this is going to come up in October, I actually have a a Halloween special of DTV that they they played on, uh, I think, ABC, I'm going to say? No, NBC. Uh, NBC had it at the time. Ah, okay. But yes, the the Halloween one had a lot of great songs, that even I, I, and I absolutely love... Well, the, well, I'll save it for next month, but I will mention, you know, when they played the Ghostbusters themes and they were showing clips from uh, the Lonesome Ghosts. <laughs> absolutely love that. Perfect. Back when Disney Channel was the Disney Channel and you wanted to watch the Disney Channel, it was the premium channel you wanted to have. Yeah. At one point, the Disney Channel was pay TV like HBO and Showtime. Yep. And that's when it was good. Yep. You had Welcome to Pooh Corner and Dumbo Circus. A lot, a lot of great original content, but it was based around some of that classic Disney style uh, compared to now where it's like they're just competing with Nickelodeon. Don't. I, I, I'm out. I can't. I can't, I can't go there. <laughs> yeah, Nickelodeon used to be a lot better, too. <laughs> Maybe this is just a sign that we're getting older, though. <laughs> I hope not, but uh, yeah, because Nickelodeon was a lot more fun back in the day when you had Double Dare... And you can't do that on television, and even pinwheel, you know, uh, lots of things, and Danger Mouse, Count Ducula, yeah. Picture pages with Bill Cosby. Yes, picture pages. Yes, they used to play those, even though those were uh, actually been done, I think, in like the late 70s. But yeah, Nickelodeon was was still playing those. Ah, uh, yeah, TV. You you kids just don't know what you missed. Oh, okay. Well, do we have anything more that we can add about Melody Time or specifically Johnny Appleseed? We might have to jump into Melody Time and some of these other uh, films later on and talk about some of these great shorts. I mean, heck, even uh, 
uh, a great one coming up that we're going to talk about next month, uh, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which was kind of a, a like a double feature movie, which features two stories, of course, you know, uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and then The Wind in the Willows kind of put together. Uh, so it was still on the same thing, but yet they're both kind of more famous separate than they are as being this great release that they come out together, which has actually been recently released on Blu-ray, uh, which I do have a DVD of this, but I might have to go get the Blu-ray anyway, just because I'm hoping for more special features. Alrighty. Well, we have something special now that we're going to share with y'all now that we've been talking about Johnny Appleseed. Uh, I actually have, do you remember... And I'm sure, Jesse, you remember this. And you listening, I bet you remember these, too, if you're about our age, where you'd have the read-along books, and you'd either have, like, the the smaller record or maybe on a cassette tape, you'd have the audio, and then when you'd hear a certain noise, you would turn the page. I've played some audio over the past years from, uh, golly, I think we've heard a Transformers book and a Captain America book and uh, some Star Wars, things like that. Well, I actually have one that is the story of Johnny Appleseed. And so, I'm going to play that for you right now. This is a Disneyland original little long-playing record, and I am your story reader. I am going to begin now to read the story of Johnny Appleseed. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when Tinkerbell rings her little bells like this. Let's begin now. Johnny Appleseed was a pioneer, one of the very best. He didn't look much like one. He was small and not very strong. He wore a tin pot for a hat and a coffee sack for a coat. Under his arm, he carried a Bible, and over his shoulder, a bag of apple seeds. Way back in the year 1806, Johnny was picking apples on a farm near Pittsburgh town and thinking how good the Lord had been to him. He liked to read his Bible. He never failed when his work was through to sit and read a verse or two. One day, a wagon train came down the dusty road near the farm. It was loaded with pioneers heading west out to the great unknown. How Johnny wished he could go with them and be a pioneer, too. Just when he was feeling sorriest for himself, a miracle happened. A great white bursting light came swooping from the sky and landed right beside Johnny. A voice said, What's holding you, Johnny? Go to the frontier, if that's your choice. It was Johnny's private guardian angel come to advise him. All I know about is apples, Johnny told the angel. What's wrong with apples, the angel said. Go west. Plant apple seeds along with the seeds of love and charity. The angel gave Johnny a tin cooking pot and sent him on his way. Johnny started walking all alone, all over the great chunk of forest land that now is Ohio and Indiana. Have you any idea how much courage that took? There were bears, wolves, wildcats, and hostile Indians. He had no knife, he had no gun, but he walked through sunshine, walked through rain, over the mountains and over the plains, through forest trails knee-deep in mire, till he found a spot of open ground with fertile soil and warmth and green, a place to plant the apple seeds. While he was working, he thanked the Lord for giving him the sun, the rain, and the apple seed. He didn't realize that the forest animals were watching. Who's that ornery human there? muttered an owl. 
The other animals were worried too. How come he's left his gun behind? Asked a deer. A skunk came into the clearing. Just then, Johnny turned around. My goodness, he said, and began patting the skunk. Believe me, that took a lot of spunk. But from that time on, the skunk and all the forest creatures were Johnny's friends. Johnny's travels weren't all easy. He came upon a burning settler's cabin. The Indians aimed their arrows at him. Johnny was not afraid. Put away your wrath, oh my brothers. Be kind and merciful, he said. The Indians thought Johnny a very brave man. They did not harm him. They sat down and listened to him. Johnny made a friend with every seed he sowed. The settlers were glad to see him coming and grateful for his apple trees. After all, it meant apple tarts, apple pasty, apple cider, and apple fritters for everyone. Everywhere he went, Johnny left the shadow of his deeds behind. The shadow grew until it stretched across the whole frontier. And in that shadow everywhere were love and faith and the apple tree. After 40 years of travel, Johnny was sleeping, taking his ease, still with his tin pot hat and his Bible in his lap. Johnny's angel came and told him he had one last trip to make. It seemed heaven was short of apple trees. So, of course, Johnny went where he was needed. But people will always remember the man who wanted apple trees for everyone in the world to share, just because he felt the Lord had been good to him. is good to me and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need the sun and rain and an apple seed yes he's been good to me I owe the Lord so much for everything I see I'm certain if it weren't for him there'd be no apples on this limb yes he's been good to The blue, blue sky And doing as I please Singing with my feathered friends Humming with the bees I wake up every day As happy as can be Because I know that with his care My apple trees, they will still be there Oh, the Lord is good to me Oh, so tasty apple tarts and apple pasty apple dumplings, not to mention apple sass 
Apple fritters, lighters, thistle, and for folks to wet their whistle, tangy apple cider in a glass. Stew em, fry em, boil em, bake em, apple pie and apple cake em. You can cook an apple anyway. There's apple this and apple that, the recipes that fill your hat. Why, I could carry on like this all day. So pack your stuff and get a going. Get them apple trees a growing. There's a lot of work out there to do. Oh, there's a lot of work to do. Dead comet boy, I'm ashamed of you. You got the stuff to see you through. Why, you got all the seeds you're needing. And for pretty darn good reading, there ain't nothing finer than your book. Here's a mighty handy bonnet. Why, it's a tin pot with a handle on it. Yep, turn it upside down and you can cook. So come on, son, and get a going. Get them apple trees are growing. There's a lot of work out there to do.
Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on Twitter.com slash NeverlandPcast and Facebook.com slash NeverlandPodcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright glue band productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.